Give a fuck, cause in this moment I got shit on my mind Just to test a nigga hard, I put that bait on the line Trying to level balance out, I meditate all the time Learn my lesson, turn my blessings into one of a kind Good. I'm gonna stand up face to face morning. and anything in my way hustlers. Mama Good morning, told me never let morning. my feelings get in the way I'm waking up like how wow. the hell can I get better It's been a hell of a week And I'm not entirely sure why I've still been stuck in this house for umpteenth nowadays but the dynamic shift in the, I guess, our community has been very strange. It's a post-apocalyptic, almost the best way I could describe it. Um, but good morning. Welcome to the Monday Hustle. I am your host. My name is Malcolm. For those of you that are returning, thank you so much for the continued support. For those of you that are um, with us for the first time, Welcome. This is a family uh, community built solely on mentality, hustle, grit, perseverance, not entitlement. Uh, We're not here to get things handed to us. We um, are the type of people that want to strive for the things in which we want in life and in business and in society as a whole. Um, There are different types of avenues of success. I think that last week I I briefly touched on defining that for yourself in order to feel like you have completed something in your life that you can be appreciative of. I think that a lot of us um, really struggle with identity. I think that there are so many different variables when it comes to becoming a human or becoming who you are that the paths and the routes are endless to the point where you could have been someone completely different. You could have ended up with such a different job or a different spouse or um, a different life, different kids, different personality. Based off of circumstances, I think that it's an endless amount of possibilities that could have shaped your mind, body, and soul to who and what it is today. And I don't think that, I do believe that if you were able to see the negative outcomes that could have become of your life, you'd find it a little bit easier to appreciate who you are and who you've become today. I think that there are a lot of times where when we struggle the most is when we feel that we are adequate, yet our performance lacks reward. We don't necessarily understand what more it is that we can do to provide service to those around us, um, to our companies, and that people say that they don't need validation, but I think the validation doesn't necessarily have to come from your boss. The validation can come from the market. The validation can come from people buying your work. The validation comes from 
being fulfilled with um, joy and everlasting happiness versus momentary or temporary happiness. I think that amongst all the people that I have surrounded myself with, a lot of people, if we fast forward 50, 60 years from now, if they have the same mentality or the same mindset today as they as they well in 50 years as they do today, they're going to be pretty miserable. I, I don't truly believe that people don't or don't fear the regret of not doing something in their life because like when it does hit you in the face that hey, this is all over. You have less than 24 hours to live, you know, and I feel the last couple of things that you'll be able to hold on to before you pass is memories of the things that you've done. And my biggest fear is not leaving a legacy. And some people may find that vain, Some people may find that prideful. Some people may look at it as, I guess, even materialistic. But I I want to leave an imprint in the lives of the people that I connect with for the temporary time in which I am here. I firmly believe that you only live as long as people continue to talk about you. Um, Maybe it is vain. But I find that is to be my determining factor because I want to build a legacy and I want to connect with people and change lives and be put in a situ- be put in a position where I can make a difference to someone. The same way I was always looking for somebody to make a difference in my life, you know? Here at the Monday Hustle and why it even created the brand and what it is is because I needed a scapegoat. I needed I needed something to turn to, to put my thoughts and my ideas in video form, audio form, and, or even written form, and just be able to discuss the same issues and same things that go on through my head or go on in my head every day and essentially discuss those matters amongst myself and people that I respect, um, people that I continue to communicate with. You know, I have, I have a few people that listen, active listeners that go out of their way to give me their feedback and discuss with me the things that they liked and didn't like, or the things that they connected with, or the things that they resonated with. Um, you know, I got a, I got a phone call about how I was going through something and out of all the people in the entire world, not just the specific person, but at the, the, the amount of people in the world that there is somebody out there that is connecting and resonating exactly with the same emotions and feelings and thoughts and ideas as me truly gives me the drive to continuously strive for this to build this community, to become who it is that I feel and know that I am. I think that a lot of times people don't necessarily 
feel that they're special. I don't think that everybody is specially equipped with certain things that make them different, but I do believe that everyone has something to offer, no matter what. And a really funny instance, um, somebody had, <laughs> I was I forget exactly what it was, but I was listening to a podcast and the podcast was all about how to be a hype man, you know, or a gas man in one of my previous episodes. And that, you know, there are people out there that legitimately have a job and their job is to make other people feel good about themselves. They're fluffers, they're emotional fluffers, they're physical fluffers, they're there to, to, to just make the party that much more exciting. And you could be brain dead, you know, but be someone that just loves to party and get the party going. You know, there's people that have zero educational background and that's not even, that doesn't determine whether you're smart or not, but there are some that have zero educational background and speaking to them is like speaking to a ton of bricks, but they're excellent at bodybuilding. All they know is how to build muscle, cut muscle, so on and so forth. You know, when you, when you, when you put um, two and two together, um, Gary Vee always talks about how you take somebody that's been selling drugs, like that's a hustler's mentality, especially if they make money, you know, that's learning how to buy and sell supply and demand. You know, this person may not know anything about mathematics, but knows how to flip X, Y, and Z and make, uh, you know, his ROI is a hundred, you know, a thousand percent, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, and these are all just things that, you know, from the outside looking, I mean, from, I guess from the, in, from the outside looking in, it seems like a talent and it's difficult, but from yourself looking out to everyone else, like I guess in introspect is that you feel like it's just an everyday thing. This is what I do. It's just, you know, I've always known about physiology. I'm just that person. Um, but it's not. Not everybody thinks the same or does the same. I was making a sandwich. <laughs> and one of my friends was uh, amazed by the way that I laid down that meat. Pause. And uh, I thought, I, I, it made me think about how many people out there that, when I, when, I, when I say average, I don't mean in any disrespect, but average where if you aren't a professional in the field, a lot of other things seem fascinating, you know? A lot of people that work out six hours a day, somebody literally could work out for 20 minutes and feel the same way you do. You don't have to make an extensive programming for, for people. And um, there are a lot of things that get in the way of that is overthinking, overcomplicating, and trying to oversell yourself not being in a not being in a position of confidence and understanding the market and how you can provide for the people around you you know a lot of people need people believe it or not you know what i mean and the more as time goes on 
the the more a lot of you may start to see those effects that regardless of how many people are like, oh, I don't care about people. I don't really feel the need to connect or be social and so on and so forth. But after a while, um, without human interaction, we start to lose ourselves because we just don't have anything to share with people. There's so much attention on the internet right now that even if you were a an introvert, you know, like you're still scrolling, you know, even if you don't post pictures on Instagram or TikTok or, you know, write anything on Twitter, like you're still going through whatever. You're still watching YouTube videos. Those are interactions that necessarily don't have to be face to face, but you're still looking for a connection with something, someone in any way, shape, or form. And I think that if we are able to truly understand that, then what happens is we start to let our guards down. We start to let our guards down. And with that being said, we allow ourselves to grow as individuals. We start to find solutions to our problems and not feel that it is just the way it is because it is so. You feel that nobody likes you because everybody just doesn't like you because that's not a valid excuse or a valid reason as to why you're a piece of shit or you act the way that you act or you're sarcastic and narcissistic when it comes to everything and anyone else and the things that they're doing in their life. I don't understand what you get out of knocking other people down and stopping other people from moving forward and the potential that they have or the things that they're doing at whatever age that they're doing. There's so many people that have this negative connotation that if you're doing well, then you're a piece of shit. Like everybody, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I, I get it. There's some people, not everybody feels that the monetary value is important. But if, let's just say, being happy all the time was your million dollars, how would it feel if every single time you were happy, you just had a bunch of negative people knocking you down for being so happy? You're like, what do you mean? I built my happiness. I survived through I survived through the worst things in life is why I'm happy. I came to so many close calls that I'm happy. My life is beautiful, I'm happy. Why are people mad at me or giving me shit because I'm happy? I sacrificed a lot for my happiness. And believe it or not, the people that financially financial wise, there's somebody at some point that sacrificed whatever it is that they had to sacrifice in order for them or their children to have what it is that they have. Don't ever, 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 ever tell me that if you were a parent, that you would never give your son or daughter everything that they needed to become successful. No matter how it is you chose to choose to teach them, don't ever tell me that. I'd do anything for my family, anything at all. If it was just me and I had to work 100 years straight, 
sacrifice everything that I love and I earned to give and make sure that my family was set up for the next couple generations. Like, you damn right. You're absolutely right. And so would you. So we got these people out here that are pissed off at these trust fund babies and people that don't have expectations or people that have real life skills and this and that. It's like, I get it. The hard part of the difficult part, you know, that everybody's trying to get through on the day to day, they already have it. But everybody got problems. Different problems don't make problems not problems. Right? Um, these are all things that I've just had to learn over the course of so many years of being alive here on this earth. My birthday just passed and uh, I just turned 28. Sorry about that. My birthday just passed and uh, I just turned 28. And um, everybody just keeps skipping two years. They're just saying, you're 30. You're already 30. You're 30. What are you going to do when you're 30? Um, I still got two years, <laughs> number one. And I know that when I was younger, time went by slower because that's just the way it goes, right? And as I've gotten older, time has gotten faster. But what I do know is that there's a lot of time in 24 hours. There's a lot of time in that 24 hours. And a lot has happened to me, you know, from 2017 to 2019. My life, you know, went up and down, you know, every other week. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't feel pressure going into becoming a 30-year-old. I almost feel like Talk, talking about it makes it that much more exciting, the idea of knowing that I'm going to enter a new stage in my life and I don't get my 20s back. I get that. But I've learned that what I'm preparing for is a revelation or like a, or like a, what's like a rebirth. I don't, I don't know exactly the word for it, but a way that I am going to almost open up my mind, body, and spirit moving into 30s by training my mind, body, and spirit every single day to becoming who it is that I feel inside and becoming confident in that no matter what happens, no matter the path that's taken. And the message is simple. How do we love ourselves? Everything that I've discussed, I personally feel is a direct reflection on how we feel about ourselves. The way that we carry ourselves in a day-to-day is a direct reflection of how we feel. If we're hungry, we get hangry. If we're disappointed, you know, we almost feel sad and we do things that we wouldn't normally do. If we're depressed, we sulk. If we're happy, we smile, we give hugs, we give high fives. We're emotionally engaged in the people around us. When we hate ourselves, we hate everyone and everything else around us. I don't know what it feels like 
you know, to truly be hated. You know, I've had my fair share of getting bullied and had my fair share of getting picked on and people not liking me and always feeling like a disappointment or feeling like I failed someone at some point every fucking day of my life. But to truly, truly like dislike every single bone in your body is emotionally hard for me to swallow because I don't know why you could feel that way about yourself. I don't understand. And I don't understand why people that do know that about someone, they continuously, you know, bring them down and not help to not help lift those spirits and not try to, you know, point them in the right direction to to feel better. Like, I, I just want people to learn how to love themselves. There is a, there is a spiritual burden, like, lifted off of your body when you are able to truly accept who you are and truly understand who Malcolm is, you know, speaking personally, like to really get the idea of knowing that I don't like blank, no matter what somebody says, I know that I don't like it. You know, you're not like, it almost seems as if somebody that hates asparagus, you know, Somebody comes and says to them, no, you like asparagus. You're like, all right, fine, I like asparagus. I eat it anyway, and I hate it to death. <laughs> you know, you, you, you do that with your emotions. How oh, you hate yourself. Yeah, I hate myself. No, you don't. You have to change the narrative. You have to change the narrative because you owe it to yourself, regardless. Like, you don't sit at home by yourself and just talk about, ooh, I hate me. I don't love me, hate the way my hair looks, you know? You're sitting at home by yourself. If you never went outside and got introduced to the negativity and the fuckery that goes on amongst our amongst our society between people that love and hate themselves on a day-to-day basis and people that are constantly trying to bring down other people, you would not be in your room. You don't see a baby sitting in a mirror talking about, Mama, I hate you, Mama, you know? It's love. It's joy, passion, happiness. Nothing's knocking them down besides the regular dangers of the world. Don't touch that fire. You're going to get burned, baby. But they're never apprehensive about whom to share their love with or be themselves with. Do you know? It's like... Uh, so like the hardest thing for me to hardest thing for me to swallow is knowing that uh, <laughs> I'm not the almighty powerful God that's going to be able to help every single person in the world and that frustrates me 
it frustrates me because because I feel that we I feel that as a as a as a unit we have that responsibility to to get people out of bed to get people to move forward to get people to love themselves and really really try to dig deep and offer exactly what it is that we are we can offer to every single person out there ourselves our 100% genuine authentic beings we have to be able to come together and find a way to allow someone to grow like i always see people that are like oh that pet was getting yelled at or that pet was got smacked or that pet blah blah blah, blah. pet this pet this i get it animals i would choose humanity over animals any day hashtag fight me all right i do not care enough about pets as much as i care about the human race i don't i'm sorry but the same intensity the same drive the same fire that you have in helping and saving and and getting these animals back on track should be the exact same drive and patience and perseverance and grit that you have in trying to help each other. I watched a TV show series on Netflix recently that got me thinking about this whole thing because... It's impressive to me. It's impressive to me the the lengths that we'll go to to prove a point when we really feel that we're right. I watched a TV show. Um, it's older, but I guess it came up on trending. It's called Waco. Uh, Waco, Texas, is the is the place in which this event went down. Uh, the series was released in 2018. I just watched it like two days ago. Um, the event happened in 1993 where a group of religious people, they are considered a cult, a religious cult was based out of Waco, Texas. They were, um, living in a house, um, which seemed like the middle of nowhere, and they had a leader by the name of David. I'm trying to remember his last name. But by the name of David. David had multiple wives in uh in this in this compound and a bunch of kids that he has had that he has had with um some women which are considered underage, but I guess in the state of Texas at the time, um the legal married consent is fourteen the age of fourteen. But anyways, with a parent's consent, but um, I suppose they were buying from what I from what I gather from the, from from the from the show. It's like they were selling automatic weapons. They were turning semi-automatic weapons into automatic weapons, and so the FBI and ATF had been watching them and wanted to go and give them a letter, a search a search warrant, essentially to. 
um, search and seize the guns. They came in with full military force, tanks and all, to come serve this search and war- search warrant. And the leader um, came outside unarmed to tell them, you know, we have women and children inside. Um, we don't want any problems. Uh, what it looked like is that the dogs started barking. The police, the ATF or the FBI, the government... Um, shot the dogs, yelled that there were shots fired, and the entire force um, started shooting at the compound. So obviously the people that were on the compound shot back, and then it became a 50-something long day, like, quote-unquote, hostage situation because it says that the people weren't held hostage, that they were able to leave whenever they wanted, but they firmly believed in what was happening, what was going on, that it was a revelation that was going to happen and um spoiler alert um they end up not wanting to leave so the government starts doing a bunch of unnecessary things to them to try to get them to come out and there were i want to say 76 people left in the building that hadn't left that that stayed willingly um 25 children out of those 76 they tear gassed the entire compound um, after being told not to by, you know, this negotiator who was like, look, you don't want to do this, but the tactical force that so we need to show them that we're powerful and we're all this and blah, 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 because we're not going to get the shit out of the stick. Um, the people on the compound agreed to leave, um, under one circumstance that they got a week to, to, for him to write his manuscript and they put tear gas in tear gas, basically set on fire, locked all the women and children inside the house and the, the men that stayed and they all burned to death. 25 children, and then the remaining people were, um, were, uh, adults, women, and, uh, and, and male. Anyways, as dark and, uh, as dark as that went, it was like an eye-opener for me because of the media that came around that was making these people really seem so different from who we are um, as individuals that it almost made them seem not only crazy, but desperate, um, disconnected, and violent almost. You know what I mean? And I didn't, I just, it's just it's such a tough pill, tough pill for me to swallow. You know, it's such a tough pill for me to swallow because I just don't I just don't get why is it that people don't have to believe what you believe. People don't have to agree with what you agree on. It does not make them right or wrong. And it's not a matter of right or wrong. You don't have to agree with everything that your friends say. Yet Some of you guys are still friends because you've built a relationship together. Every single one of us should develop a relationship with one another. You don't have to agree. You don't have to be with them 24-7. You don't have to do anything but love them from afar if need be. But it does not give you the right to put your beliefs and values on someone else just because you feel a certain way about it. 
I was having this conversation with a vegan. They're not anti-vegan either, okay? So when I say this and you're a vegan, do not take offense to it. Because unless you are this type of vegan, then there's no reason for you to feel this way. I do not go up to a vegan ever in my life and tell them, hey, vegan, you know, you should really eat meat because of all the great things that are in this meat. Because if you continue to do X, Y, and Z, you'll be deficient in this area, this area, so on and so forth. And give you a scientific argument about how you choose to live your life. I don't give a fuck what you eat. If you're happy, be happy. But the problem I've been having is when I have somebody, while I'm in the midst of eating my fat, juicy steak and putting it into my mouth, getting a fucking laundry list, all right, of things that's going to happen to me while I eat this and what's going to happen to me in my body 20, 30 years from now. I didn't ask you. I don't give a fuck, okay? I'm not asking for your opinion, all right? I didn't want to be told that I'm going to be bleeding from my ass 30 years from now just because I'm choosing to eat some fucking meat that tastes so great right now, okay? I didn't, but on the flip side of that, it should be okay. You don't have, you're like almost in a, now like, all right, well, I can't be friends with that person because they don't eat like I do. I can't take what they serious, take what they say serious because I don't think like them. Everyone has their, we naturally self-select tribes and, and, and groups naturally you have your people within the society that you're going to click with, that you're going to resonate with, that you're going to put up with more than others. And that's okay. But don't project your negativity on somebody else just because they feel a certain way. Because the goal here is to try to get people to really give a fuck about themselves. So tired of hearing people make these comments about themselves, body shaming themselves, saying that this is this. Like, I make jokes about it all the time, but realistically speaking, I don't have. I don't have a. I just. I could not beat somebody down to the point where they're breaking down crying in front of me about the way that they look and feel about themselves. I'll do it to prove a point. In only one regard, if you continue to tell me that you don't like what you see, what you're doing, how you are as a person, and you don't actively try to fucking do something about it, but you always want to complain that it's everybody else's fault. The reason why you feel this way is because everyone else, you take accountability for the way that you feel. And then you find ways to fix that. And then... You put yourself in someone else's shoes and then you try to fix them as well because you know what it feels like to not fucking like yourself. You know what it feels like to not give a fuck about anybody else because all that you can care about is trying to get through the day and not wanting to fucking kill yourself. Do you understand? Like, If you know what it's like to be in a dark place... And you have found a way to almost come to the light. Find somebody else that's in that dark place. And carry them. Walk them through. Find a way to help them love themselves again. 
The Monday hustle is all about growth. All about growth. And if we are not consistently growing as a whole, what are we doing? I'm looking forward to the 30, the big 3-0. I'm looking forward to making things better in my life. I'm looking forward to accomplishing things that I ain't never been able to accomplish. I want to start doing a cash giveaway. So basically what's going to happen is maybe every other week um, in the middle of the show, like I'll say something like today's word of the day is going to be fish. All right. You're not going to know when I'm going to say it. it might be in the beginning, might be at the end, might be in between. I might give you one letter at a time. So you got to finish the whole entire episode before you get the code word. And then the following week, the first person to comment or to send me a DM, we'll figure out how to do it. I'll pick somebody to win some money. Now, obviously, you get more chances at less people being in it. But listen, don't be selfish. Get more people involved in this cash giveaway. Get more people um, to basically repost and post and like, subscribe, comment, and do all that good stuff. I want to hear what you have to say about each episode. I want to see and understand where your head's at and see if maybe we can we can connect on more than just a audio level, maybe even a more emotional um, and spiritual level, and that we, we can have a conversation. I love to carry on the conversation longer than just here at the podcast because obviously you're not here. So if you felt a certain way or you have found something that may have helped you through this interesting time, please feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram, Twitter, YouTube are all at M-A-E-L-K-U-H-M. That's my personal. And then everything for The Monday Hustle is at The Monday Hustle as well. Let's kick off this week feeling like rock stars, looking like rock stars and going out there and finding us some new rock stars with talent, finding us some people that know, that you know, that have the possi- that have the capabilities of making a magnificent difference in our day-to-day life, all right? Thank you guys so much. Thank you girls so much for stopping by and giving me the time of day. I appreciate and love each and every one of you. And hopefully this time next week, you'll be right there.